You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there, you're joining me for episode 164 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today's the first show of the month, so you'll be hearing a guest interview. And there'll also be a giveaway at the end of the show, so be sure to stay tuned after the interview to hear who the winner is. I did want to mention a couple of things first. On the website, there is a PayPal donate button, and one of my listeners has been having a hard time donating through it. I'm not sure if anyone else is having trouble with it. If so, please reach out and let me know. I know there are also a lot of people who just don't like using PayPal at all. If that is the case, I also use Venmo. That is V-E-N-M-O. That's an app you can get on your smartphone. And you can find me there at Melissa Brown FL. And that's all one word, Melissa Brown FL, like Florida, where I live. You're certainly not obligated to donate, but every little bit does help offset the cost of running the show. I have website and hosting costs, monthly giveaways, and of course, my time that I dedicate every week. So... You may have also noticed that I still have not changed the intro to the show. I'm finding it so hard to find the time to do it with everything else on my plate. So I thought it might be fun to run a little contest here instead. For any of you who are interested in helping me out, here are the rules. I need a 30 second max intro. So, I mean, you can even go less than that, anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds. That will be used for the introduction to the show. If you want to use the same music that I already have, I can email you that file, but I'm also open to using something different if you have different background music that you think sounds good. It must sound professional, so it's got to be recorded with a mic in GarageBand or any similar recording software. I'll need it in MP3 format, and depending on how many entries I get, I may play them all for you and let you guys vote on which one you like best. The winner that is finally selected will get an hour coaching session for free, which is valued at $95. Honestly, I'm not sure if this is going to even get a large response or a small one. I know that that all depends on, well, who's skilled in this type of work, who's listening. So I'm going to leave it open for a month. If there are no responses at all by next month, I'll just go ahead and do it myself. The reason I wanted to try it this way is because, for one, like I said, I'm extremely challenged with my time. But two, if you create it and vote for it, then you'll be getting an intro that you like and don't have to skip, as I know a few of you are doing. Um, And it's just kind of a fun thing to do. I'm looking for a change, too. It's been over three years with the same intro. So if you have any questions about this, please let me know. I'm also going to post the information on the Facebook podcast page as well as the private group and I'll even add it to the show notes for this show so you can read up on that what the rules are. I'm hoping to have at least a few of you participate in this contest so I think it'll be really fun. Can't wait to see who participates. Other than that, no further announcements for today. Please enjoy this interview. 
I'd like to welcome my guest to the show. Today, I'm speaking with Carla Van Walsam. Carla was trained in the Netherlands in clinical psychology, holistic therapies, and family constellations, and owns Heart-Based Solutions, a holistic practice for individuals, parents, and families. Currently, she is a PhD candidate in the USA. For over 20 years, Carla has been an internationally recognized teacher, therapist, and facilitator in the areas of relationships, heart-based parenting, women empowerment, inherited family trauma, and emotional healing. She's the creator of Happy Parents, Happy Home, Awaken to Your Happiest Life, Success, Acceleration, and Women Empowerment Topics. Carla has helped many clients create quantum progress through her unique combination of psychological, spiritual, and metaphysical approaches. Her extensive study of proven healing modalities from Europe, America, and Eastern countries provide the foundation for her work. Carla is a master in healing acute and lifelong patterns of emotional pain, struggling family relationships, and clearing blocks, limiting beliefs, communication, and inherited family traumas. She teaches others how to develop the relationships and the life that they desire. Her methods work as evidenced by her happy clients and their testimonies. Welcome to the show, Carla. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Thank you so much, Vanessa. I'm really grateful that you invited me, and I'm so happy that I can talk about myself as well. Of course. So let's start with your story, Carla. Tell us a little bit about you and how you came to do the work you're now doing today. Hmm. I am originally from the Netherlands, and I have actually, I had an autistic sister, so that made made me very aware from being compassionate, we grew up together. We have we differ a year in age, so I came after her. So that probably woke me up in a certain way for, you know, getting some empathy and compassion more than um, than I was maybe in other ways. Mm-hmm. And I would have developed. And I'm also a child of the of a Holocaust survivor. So I really in my life in my childhood the theme was that I wanted to help people being happier in their life. That my sister was very unhappy. She never spoke a word. She always cried. Mm-hmm. And I had that big thrive. I first became a classical flutist because that was also a way to reach people and make their, uh, lift them up in a certain way, but that's never um, lasting. So my, my biggest passion was psychology. And then I became psychologist and what I didn't like there that I didn't see there was healing enough in an emotional way. You can talk about problems a lot and you see labels and I think people are more than their labels. There is much more up to it, bigger patterns actually and bigger pictures. So that's why I came into the area of holistic therapies because and energy healing and that does not mean that I use my hands or nothing. You know, thoughts and words are energy. So there is a lot of healing with thoughts and words already that you can create and it is there's more up to it of course. So my mission became I want to help people heal emotionally and in a parenting situation I in my, in my understanding as a child in Holland and as an adult in Holland, I saw that people were usually raising kids with criticism, with punishment, and often a negative approach. And that's like inherited through the generations, of course. And if you look around in the world, then you see so many unhappy people, and I'm, part of that is the result of the way they are raised, how, how much love did they get, how much appreciation they get, how much validation they get. And guess what? In my practice, I 
see that practically daily that most, one of the biggest problems people have is that they deep down have that, have that lack about self-love, self-validation, self-appreciation, which is the core. And if your core is not okay, if you don't feel great about yourself, then you will not have great relationships either or you're not successful. Well, I yeah, love what you I do. I hope it was a little bit of an answer. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that was perfect. Sorry. And I'm into a lot of energy work too. So I love that you do that. Now I was looking over your websites and you have two of them and we'll talk about them both. Mm-hmm. You really do offer a lot. I mean, as you can see, and even the bio that I read, it's a very extensive list of services. So let's start with the first site, which is actually your name. And I'm going to spell that out for the listeners. It's going to be www.carlavanwalsam.com, C A R. L-A-V-A-N-W-A-L-S-U-M. So why don't you give us just a general idea of what you offer there on that site? Well, my business name is Heartbeat Solutions, and that is related to Carla von Watson because they told me it's a good idea to brand your name. And I, since I'm the only one in the U.S. with that name, that's helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So Heartbeat Solutions, it's like that I want to connect the conscious, that I work with clients consciously and subconsciously or unconsciously with their unconsciousness in order to help them heal and clear, etc. So on that side, I have my programs there, and I made a special parenting site, and that's called Heart-Based Mindful Parenting. And that is more specific to parenting. And what I do with parenting is when I get clients that say, fix my child, I say, well, I don't because I don't fix children. They are not broken. There are other ways we can do. And I often work more with the parents than with the children because the parents live with the children. And to bring them into therapy week after week, they get also the feeling something is wrong with me. That's what I don't like either. So my parenting is geared towards a better communication and more connection instead of disconnection, which is a very hot topic for blending blended families, but also for teenagers. And yes, you wrote it so nicely back to me. I was a very happy mother of teenagers and a single mother, and I went through a, a very roller coaster kind of existence because we just moved to the to Florida from from Europe. So I had all reasons to have a lot of difficulties with my kids and nothing happened no grade in school was lower no drugs and no um yeah no crazy things at all and that's not because they're so fantastic kids no it has to do with which you probably will touch on later too the nonviolent communication i have been became a trainer in in the netherlands as well and it's an american product and i integrated that in my work so it's very respect-based respectful and I added something, so I call it myself crystal clear communication because it's the word nonviolent. That's based on the ideas of Gandhi. You still have the word violent there, and violent is a is a heavy load of negative word, of course. Right. I was once training teachers, like twenty five teachers, I was hired to teach them the model, and they were so resistant. And I was like, why is that? And and I didn't understand it because people usually love this work. And that was because they were offended because they thought we are not violent. We are, and we have done a lot of communication. Why do we have to take this training? And they actually didn't know how violent they were in their way of talking. Mm. Because most of the people that I meet think they're great communicators, 
But, you know, that means they talk a lot. But that's not great communication. Communication is really connecting and understand each other. And that's why it is so often difficult with teenagers because people miss out in that. We miss out in that, how we do that. Right. Yeah. And like you said, you talk to people instead of connecting that you hear what the other person is saying, the needs and the and the, and the wants. Yeah. Okay. And and so and that's your first site. And so the other website that you have is happychildrenhappyhome.com and that is more of your heart-based solutions site. I guess that you've got a lot more parenting stuff on that site, is that right? Yeah, that is really actually yeah, happy parents happy home is the name, but it's also um heart-based parenting mm-hmm. mind and heart-based mindful parenting because parenting is a, is for me how I look at it is about self-reflection and it's a combination of your mind is the logic we have and your heart is the love we have and that needs to have and that needs to be combined in parenting. That's why I got there. Okay. And so for the listeners, I'm going to be adding both of those links for Carla's websites in the show notes for you. So don't worry if you can't jot them down right now. Now, Carla, you say that you are a holistic psychologist blending Eastern and Western modalities. So what exactly does that mean? And how does that compare to a traditional psychologist? Well, traditional, um, specifically as it is in the United States, is very behavior-oriented. Maybe that's 80% and cognitive as well. So originally the word psychology means knowledge of the soul. And the last 30, 40 years has been much more into the direction of what we observe, we can prove, and what we do not see, we cannot prove, so we ignore that part. So if you focus a lot on behavior, then you don't focus too much on the core. And for me, it's more interesting the behavior comes from a core. What's going on with this child that it behaves or he or she behaves like that instead of uh, reacting to the behavior and, and judging that or punishing it or rewarding that. Uh, it is a different approach. And holistic means that you come more from a total package, that you include more than only what you observe. Like going back to the word psyche from psychology, uh, soul, which is actually the same thing, that is to me more, and that's of course a vague area, but guess what? That is connected to the subconsciousness we have, and you know, it's proven many times by science in the meantime, psychology science, that uh, for 80 90%, our actions can, are monitored or monitored by our subconsciousness. So, our experiences in our lives and our family experiences as well, they make us who we are partially, and you know, and, and as you know, you have biological children, I suppose, then you know that every child by birth is already a different person. They come with an agenda. They have already a story, which we don't know what it is about, but it is It is not a tabula rasa. It is, you know, they, they are, you know, they are already having an agenda that we need to work on and try to learn and, 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 and to understand them and to meet them that they get the education and the upbringing they, they need and deserve. Well, that's excellent. You can have a very anxious child. Yeah, you can have kids with issues that you don't understand. Most of the time, that's the case. I was expecting my daughter would be like me. No, she's totally different. (laughs) You know, you get children that are totally different than you are, and you expect it to get. And then that's the beauty of parenting, too. I think it's an incredible, difficult job and such an important job. I think, too, it's very, very serious myself. And, um, yeah, you can make or break it. 
know, you can only raise a child once. It's to me very important given, you know? Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit. You you mentioned it already about the nonviolent communication. And I want to understand that just a little bit better. So basically that is using different types of terminology and different verbiage so that it's nothing is um, critical. Is that, is that what that means or, or explain to us better? That, what that is a, yeah, that is a beautiful way of getting a little bit there. Um, the original first step, I made the first step compassion or self-compassion because if something happens, you get hurt, it triggers something. So first heal yourself and they have tools for that, of course before you start a dialogue or we start to get to explode or do things which you might regret later. Mm -hmm. So then you come to the observation. And the observation is originally the first step of the nonviolent communication from Dr. Marshall Rosenberg. So the observation is so fantastic, Melissa, because um, it is without judgment. It is without, without comparison. It is without any um, any um, exaggeration. It's just pure what is the fact without all kinds of things? So you stay with the fact. So, you, like people say, if they're hurting, you always do that. Now, do you always do that? No, you do not always do that, you know? And that's a bad kid. And there were things that disturbed me highly when I came to the US. I heard all the time people speak in schools and everywhere, and parents of my kids, that's a bad kid, that's a good kid. Well, to my opinion, and that's also the nonviolent communication idea. There are no bad kids. There are only kids whose needs not are, are not met or have not been met, and that made them the way they are. So it's more for us and challenge to be compassionate and help them to to be more to become who they are and what they are. So that first observation is very clear, and then it is because the judgments often and the condemnations and the comparisons make people unhappy or they feel attacked. You get the attack defense mechanism. That's how I often say it's like bringing the courtroom into your living room, you don't want that. And specifically not with your children. So then the second step in the, originally mo in the original model is connected to your feelings. You observe something that gives you a certain feeling because you, you, and that feeling might be negative because otherwise there's no problem. So the negativity is not because that other person did something that makes you so angry, makes you so angry. That person did something because what you don't like there, what you don't feel good about is because your needs are not met and that are not needs for for your environment or whatever, that are basic needs where we usually don't think about. Needs for love, needs for peace, needs for harmony, for validation, for respect. How many parents freak out if they don't get respect and they often don't give it themselves, so that's another thing. But there, we have a lot of needs that we are not aware of, but they are touched that brings us so, like, explosive and we have often those... Um, those, those conflicts. So what the model teaches in this way that you take responsibilities for your unmet needs and you try to get them met in the, in the dialogue. So you get much closer to each other in understanding. And that's very fascinating. When I heard about this, I was in the Netherlands and I bought the book right away and it was the last one for the next training to, to learn it. And it was really, it, it landed with me so fantastically. And Yes, and then you have the words in general with high energy and low energy, like NLP, linguistic programming, is making a lot of knowledge and, and known, make it very known. So that altogether works very well. If you have a very sensitive child, if you use a lot of negative words, you will get more difficult behavior. And then you would choose different words, 
for each other is easily upset about whatever you say. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I love that because I'm, I'm, I teach all the time about healthy forms of communication um, and definitely with mm-hmm. children. You don't want to break a child's spirit because... You react too quickly and don't communicate the right way. So I love that. And the other question that I have that I have no idea what it is, is constellation work. I saw that on your page and that is something I've never heard of before. So what is it? Hmm. It is a European method and it is actually translated wrong because constellation, you think about stars, it has nothing to do with that. It is more making visible hidden dynamics in the family or between people. And you can also call it line-ups. That would be more appropriate. So it is a method that reveals what is hidden and what is on deeper layers. So, for instance, if you have also the word there, inherited family trauma, you have seen that too. Yes. There's a lot of science that shows that, that we carry much more from ancestors. Like, your parents are already ancestors, your parents and grandparents. And certainly, if you go back to parenting, educational styles are inherited but that's not that hopefully is not a trauma which i think is for most of the people anyway because look around how many people are not happy I mean, so many people got a lot of shirtage in their childhood so it's carried on from generation to generation too but this family constellations is also called systemic family work developed by dr bert hanninger in, in europe it's very like i said very well practiced and well known there and so effective for a lot of issues so what is interesting, like bringing it here to the blended family situation, if there is, for instance, two families that blend together, like I've experienced several times, and then there's, a, for instance, a seven-year-old child that is really rebellious, doesn't like it, doesn't want to accept the new father in the home, is absolutely connected to his biological father because the, fir- the, the first bond we have is with our biological parents, and it's a very deep one. And that is something, if you don't respect that in the child, if you, you try to violate that, like you have to accept this man as your father and they don't do that, then you break a, a law, you break a natural law, you force a child to something that doesn't work and that creates already problems. It's something that is, we need to respect our children in that and the biological parents deserve the respect for how they parent and the step-parents have an other role. It's, it's different. So this, coming back to the seven-year-old boy that is difficult and et cetera, I worked on, for instance, with footprints, like in all sizes, and I let him choose footprints for himself on the floor and put it on the floor and choose a pair for his mother, his father, and then the, bio, and then the, the situation as it is with um, the stepdad or another, the, the girlfriend of the father, whatever. So the way the footprints are mapped out, and kids do that very intuitively because they don't have a lot of prejudice yet, then you can see exactly where the child is. Is he in a position that he feels lonely? Is, he, is the mother doing her own thing because she's doing her own, she's licking her own wounds from the divorce or everything? Is, does he feel separated? Um, is he angry because I have also then um, stuff that I should let choose from? You know, is this, if this is love, for instance, a pink circle, is this, if this is love, where would you put that? Now, if he puts love on his mother, footprint and he puts love on his father's footprints but he doesn't put it on himself and you right away know oh this this guy has really a problem that's probably why he is difficult and hyperactive so you have like in five minutes you can map out underlying dynamics 
in the family, which is very helpful to, uh, I don't have to talk hours to convince parents that the way of talking will be helpful or yada, yada, yada. This mapping out convince, convinces them and they realize it's most of the time they have to work on themselves. And the way the dynamics are in the family, like forgiving the ex-husband or forgiving the ex-wife and, and to bring that to, back to harmony, which affects the kids, of course. Great. I love that. And so um, that that's super interesting. And it's something that I think that we need yeah. more of definitely in the States because I have not been seeing a lot of people working with that. Um, what I really want to get into next, because all of my listeners are parents, whether a step or bio, mm-hmm. and mostly all of my listeners struggle in some way or another with raising the kids, especially teenagers. And I was reading on your site that you didn't struggle as much raising yours. And in fact, you even enjoyed the teenage years. That was some of your favorite times. Yeah. And I've never heard anyone say that. So I really want to know more about that. <laughs> Obviously, kids and teens have very similar issues. So Carla, what set you apart? What did you do differently in your family to make things run much smoother with raising your teenagers? I love the question, Melissa. And let me be clear. I extremely enjoy the young years too. It's very hard for me because two of my kids decided not to sleep. So that was difficult. <laughs> but I, I love those years too, yeah. But what I like with the teenagers, what I did do differently is a different approach. And I used the word respect a few times. So I have always been respectful to my children. I always is another word that you uh, usually use, but like I had always at least the attention. But most of the time I was very respectful. So that is one way because... Um, if you want to have a good relationship with a teenage, if you start to punish, like, give me your phone if you do this, and you get grounded because you have a bad grade in school, you lose respect as a parent because a child themselves, they will think, well, that's kind of silly because I did my, I, I tried to do my best, or I will be now respectful or polite, which is more politeness, in order to get my phone back. That's not a real respect. Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents use methods like this and often indicated by therapists to do it that way. And we miss out in the education of our children to teach them a peaceful, harmonious conflict resolution. Because if I say to a woman, like, if you do this to your teenage daughter and your husband doesn't listen to you, do you take his phone? Do you take his clothes? Do you take his computer? No, you wouldn't do it. And you have, why would you do this to your child? Because it's a power struggle. And teenagers, yes, they want more freedom. So the power struggle is right away there. I have on my website, indeed, a program about how to eliminate the power struggles. And it is not necessary. Now, it is not true that I gave my kids always everything and the yada yada things are no. Because, but it, it is in a different way. Because a lot of punishment is some simple revenge. You don't do what I want you to do, I will get you. And this is what you get. And that's not consequence. Consequence is something else. And I can, for instance, uh, compare like this. If my son wanted to, one of my sons wanted to borrow my car, that is fine. But my dominant intent is, that's how I live. I want to feel good. I don't want to worry. So I need to trust you. Okay, then then again, you can lend my car. But if there comes a fine in the mail, a citation that he drove too fast, guess what? He cannot borrow my car. Not because, na 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 you don't get it anymore. No, it is, I want to have peace of mind. That's one of my needs, right? And if I cannot trust you, I don't have peace of mind, so you cannot have my car. Now then, 
the child or the teenager will think more about his or her behavior and it resonates with them because they all want to be trusted and they hate it when their parents say, I cannot trust you. And you have to lift your trust in all these statements that we know. There are many of those statements that but they should and shouldn't. So this is one of the ways how I approach things and very open and very, um, yeah, respectful, like, oh, you know, without judging what's coming there and, and not using a lot of, um, not, not using a lot of punishment at all. And I had a very hyperactive child, a hyper, hyper, you have no clue how hyper. It was a real cut in my career because I could barely work for several years, which is fine because children are my first choice because I, cre- I put them on this world, so I feel very responsible. So we have had those, and, and we have had the attention for each other. And if sometimes also, it is also about needs and how you meet each other, but there are really, there are really simple ways that I have three totally different children. I had also stepchildren for a while before, and it is it's very helpful to do it in a different way. That punitive way is... Yeah, it is, it is a bit in America more than in Europe, and I think that is because Skinner, that is a very well-known psychologist, he had a huge impact on the American way of thinking and a very punish and reward-oriented like they did with the mice in the, in the boxes, right? Right. And I think it's a bit too simplistic. I wanted my kids to be creative, independent thinking, and specifically responsible for their own actions. And so if you don't make your homework, well, the responsibility is in your plate, not in mine, because... Your education, your learning is joy. It's supposedly a joy. It's, it's adding to your life. And so you are responsible. I well, would never punish well, if they come to the sea. I would only get to the bottom, how come? What is that? And what can we do about it? Right. Well, I love I love both of those examples that you gave. Um, I love the one with Thanks the car too because it is true. <laughs> we, you know, we're not huge. On, we don't do a lot of punishing or grounding in the house, and we do a lot of communication. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you do you get to the point sometimes where you're like, gosh, you know, your grades aren't up. Do do I take away the phone? Do I do this? Do I do that? But you see that it doesn't work, and they just get frustrated, and it damages your relationship. Um, but so I love putting it on them, and we've been doing that actually with with our kids lately with their grades. Too is like if they're not doing well in school, we're, we're, we are. We're, we've been putting it on them and saying, "Look, we're you're older now. We're not going to check your work. We're not going yeah. to follow you around. You know, you, this is your life. This is your grades." And I do agree. When you put it on them a little bit, then they kind of think like, "Oh, wait a minute. I this this is my business, and I better straighten up because mom and dad aren't going to take care of this anymore for me, and I need to be responsible." Yeah. So I love that. And um, I have a couple of other examples of how you deal with some common issues with blended families that I'd like you to help me with. Um, one of the problems mm-hmm. that my listeners face, and I get emails on this every day, is dealing with disrespectful children and teens that don't like their step parents. And I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier with the constellation work, but how would you recommend parents handle the type of situation where the child is making it very clear that they do not and will not accept their new step parent? What, what kind of things can we do with that? First of all, I would say respect and acknowledge the need of that child. And it is very interesting why is that the case. Because if there is a new partner of the mother, for instance, right, in the house, and if that is a nice man and the mother is more happy and children naturally want their mother to be happy, then it could be an embrace. And I have seen that and experienced that. That is a way that could happen. If the child is not wanting it, then maybe the stepdad overstepped boundaries already and playing the dad, which he should not do. 
because he's not the dad, he is a stepdad, which is a different function. So the child's deepest loyalty is to the biological father, and maybe he feels for the father, maybe the mother fights for divorce and the father didn't want. So there's a very strong loyalty there. No other guy there. That's one way to look. There are more ways, of course, but that's one way. So that that needs to respect, and the, I think the stepdad should stay out of the education. It should be in the hands of the mother, because she's perfectly capable to do that by herself. And the stepdad should be having a totally different function. And if it's just a nice guy that is there and and contributes to the family with more fun and humor and nice things, then children usually really do like it. But it's very important where did it start. There also there are a lot of women that feel like if they don't like their ex-husband anymore and there's a new guy in their life, they actually want to forget about that and they give, they give, they give the guy more respect or more... So kids observe that. I mean, children are just people in small bodies. And yes, they have to learn things, but they get so much more. And teenagers give it everything what is, totally, what is off and not totally right. A teenager will put it in your face. So that is also interesting for a parent because there's something to learn. So you cannot play, you cannot have the step that that taking that role. And, and that was in the past, like when now we speak about feelings today, right? There's much more that we know and are aware of. So that is great, I think. But if you look like 60 years ago, 80 years ago, and I deal with people like that because I do also grief counseling, then you hear that I had a step that and it was hell. And, or it was like uh, incestuous or there was something that was often very, very problematic. So it is not as easy, but I love blending families because it, if it is love-based, it is just an opportunity after the difficulties of, for instance, a divorce, which is never fun. It's, it's healing, too, because love is healing. Love is the most powerful force. So that's where you also need to focus on. And, and respecting the child in that he or she doesn't like it, and that needs to be spoken about and, and asking and, and listening to each other. And not being upset about it, and then you keep your children at home. You don't want you don't you don't get children that they run away as fast as they can. You know you 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 get your babies. I think to have a beautiful future with it and great relationships. And it's very often disappointing for parents because of a lot of reasons. So what you're saying is, but the first thing you need to do is validate that child and try to get to the bottom of why. Yeah. The behavior is happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I like that because I yeah. think that there's a lot of times that we think they're just a kid and it doesn't matter how they feel and yeah. and that's not true. They exactly. do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. And the other problem. And Alyssa, if I may, yeah. if I may, if I may say something here because it's very important. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they're just a kid. Do you see the the lack of respect there? Because yeah. it means that you don't take serious the feelings of your child. And they just have to take it because of the money or because of the whatever the choice of the parents. And that is a power struggle thing, too. My choice is important. I want my needs met, and you don't care. So they become rebellious, and that translates often in disrespectful behavior. So that comes from somewhere. Well, and everybody with children knows that these little ones are loving their parents. The little ones, one to three years old, they really love themselves, love everything, and want to please their parents. It just want, that's how the nature of a little kid is. So if that changes in education, something went in a certain way that that made that change in that negative direction happen. Yeah. And I think that does happen a lot with divorce where 
parents make this decision to get divorced has nothing to do with the children. The children don't want it. And the children then are expected to follow along and go along with whatever the parents decide. We're moving here. We're going to move in with my partner. There's other kids involved and whatever it might be. And the kids have no say in it. And I think that's why there is a lot of pushback. So, um, okay, good. And so let's move on. The next thing, uh, the other problem that I have a lot in my community is parents who have different parenting styles, specifically in the blended Mm -hmm. family, because I know that even in bio families, uh, parents don't always agree, but let's talk about blended families. And let's say two people come together and maybe they both have children from previous marriages. So, and they cannot agree on discipline or structure. So tell us, how do you help families navigate that? Because that is very, very challenging. Yeah. Different structures. I would say, um, Again, if it is like in the blended family that the the mother who has her own kids takes more, raises her kids more, and the father that brings in his own kids raises them, and then it is always about communication as well. It's always about the communication from where are we standing, and I, I think that that is that's very important that talking about that because it is. Um, it brings it again back to respect. And if it is fun, what do you have against it? You don't have much against it if the new partner is fun. So if the communication is open and everybody feels heard and understood and their needs are met in a certain way, because if you say what you said, you know, yesterday before you go to another and now you move into this house, that is a lot. That is just a lot. And... I truly believe that that love can overcome everything. Now, then we have these different styles, how we do conflict resolution, and you get often competition. I mean, this is an important thing, too, what the family conservation work shows so so clearly. Mm-hmm. And everybody has that. We are very loyal to our own family, as a mother to yours, as a father to his. Now, if you get competition, like how you raise your kids, I don't know how you do it. I cannot do it like that. And that's already a lack of respect, right? So it means I actually think I do a better job. The moment you start to think that, you bring in competition in the relationship. And to my opinion, competition is the end of friendship or the end of relationship. It's not healthy. So if you start to compare and you think you're better or your method is better, that's where the fight starts. So... That is something that needs to be brought to, like, even, this is your style, this is my style, and if it's really... So, for instance, the one likes to spank, and the other one doesn't want it at all. That is something that is huge in in, 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 dif- in, in, in difference of opinion, and that's very confusing. So, first, the parents need to come to an agreement. If my partner would like to spank, I would not be with him in a house more than a half hour, I think. But if I like the man and he has ideas that I don't like at all, I would talk with him before he would move in my home that we have agreement on important things. And little things are not so important, too. And it is often the fear. The fear is the line in the education in itself, right? And, and the fear for their most respectful, the fear for what if, the fear that don't, go well, don't do well in school, totally forgetting that school needs to be fun too because it's education, it should be nice, it should not be so stressful, and today it is so stressful. So we make also, as a society, life complicated. So if that's also a very important aspect to realize in what I say, like parenting is about self-reflection, 
what is their what is the fear I have? If the fear is my motivation, that's not love based. That's fear based. That's totally different. So why am I fearful of this? What are my fears here? How come? Because why do you need to spank a kid? I mean, there are a lot of people today not liking that anymore. But the whole idea is, do you spank your wife if she doesn't listen? Do you spank your dog? No, you don't need to. You can't teach us love and reason. You do not need to do that. So if if you have big differences, you can, it will, it will only disturb when it is, crossing some boundaries or where certain ideas are not so great. Otherwise, if it's from both directions, love-based and kind and friendly and respectful, then you're pretty on one line and you're still different people. You can never be totally on one line because you're different people, so better acknowledge it. And sometimes, yes, kids might use that to their advantage. Well, sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of an advantage too. It's not that important, I, I would say, if it's... If the communication between the parents, if that is respectful and not thinking I'm better than you or I do a better job than you, holy moly, that's one of the biggest things, reasons why it goes wrong. You agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always preaching how important effective communication is, not just between couples, but for the entire family. And I talk about it all the time mm-hmm. on the show. And you have been wonderful in sharing all of your tips on effective communication today. And like we said, Thank most you. people talk at one another and we want you to talk to one another and listen and and not just react to what's being said. And that's what most people do. They don't, they don't really listen. They're just thinking of what they're going to say next and we're going on reactions. And so, uh, yeah, totally agree on that. Um, Carla, we're running out of time actually. So I know that there's no way that we can touch on everything that you have to offer. You have taught us so much today. Before we go, can you offer any last words of advice or a takeaway today for my listeners? Yeah, I, I think about a nice takeaway. If you go to my, my website, Happy Children, Happy Home, or Happy Parents, Happy Home, it's the same. I offer there a free cheat sheet with 11 tips how to create or instill more respect in the family. And that's really a, a, a nice sheet that I wish that every family would have. So people that want to have really more respectful relationships in the house, or with their children, I, they can download it from there and they get it right away sent to them by email. So that is a great to do that. You go to happychildrenhappyhome.com and you sign up there on the website. That's wonderful. And I will make sure that the link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I encourage you to check out both of Carla's websites to find out more information on her. And that is carlavanwalsam.com. And I'll spell that for you. C-A-R-L-A-V-A-N-W-A-L-S-U-M, CarlaVanWalsam.com. And also her other site is HappyChildrenHappyHome.com, both which will be in the show notes for you. You can see there all of her online courses, seminars, coaching packages that she has to offer. Um, So I hope that that is helpful and that you enjoyed that interview. As far as the giveaway today, I'm giving away a copy of the movie Blended, which of course stars Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. This is one of my all-time favorite movies ever, and it's great for the whole family. The winner this month is summerfelix at yahoo.com. I will be emailing you to arrange shipping on that. Remember to be automatically entered into these monthly giveaways, which are always the first show of every month. All you need to do is just be a member of my list.
So if you want to do that, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Blended Family Podcast, and I'll be back next week with another show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.